Right, so back again. Uh, as if you haven't got probably enough for us, anyways, but we're back in for another episode. Um, we'll get straight into it. Uh, right, so straight to the fight news. Um, Canelo Alvarez versus Kayla Plant. Canelo Alvarez, as I said, he will he would have he warmed down in the later rounds and he knocked Plant out in the 11th round. A beautiful knockout. Um, it was two knockdowns and then the rest stopped it. Once it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful right hook that he threw to the side of um, Caleb's chin. He took it and then he went down second time. Uh, Canelo had him up against the ropes and he just brutalized him up against the ropes. And he, he didn't stop until the ref really stopped it. Um, but fair play to Plant. He came out after the fight. He had no excuses at all. He said that it was a good fight. He enjoyed it and um, that he wishes Alvarez all the best in the future. And uh, apparently, reportedly, the Canelo Alvarez was a Caleb flight uh, done around 800,000 US pay-per-views, according to a source involved in the event. So um, I thought it would have done more, really. I thought it would have done 2 million at least, but 800,000. Um, I say there's a few people now that took that extra 200,000, 300,000, sorry, or, you know, whereabouts those big numbers and probably, you know, the streams that weren't so legal that they watched them on. Uh, that's why some of the pay-per-views were, um, weren't there. Also, there's been a fight announced. Golovkin versus Ryan Muelta for the WBA and IBF middleweight titles, December 29th in Japan. That's a Wednesday. Obviously, uh, I don't know who organized that, who put it on a Wednesday, but what the fuck he's thinking? If you yeah. listen to that, what the fuck he's thinking? Putting it on a Wednesday, he's dopes. And also, the WBC have given Tyson Fury 30 days after the Deontay Wilder fight, which expired on Wednesday. Yeah, expired on Wednesday of this week. So this week just passed on. Um, it expired. Went to agree a fight with Alexander Yusik, but he has to defend against Dillian White next. This deadline has now passed. WBC, the WBC will now address all mandatories on Tuesday. For So the following, so not... The Tuesday just gone. The Tuesday coming, if you get me. Yeah. Uh, for the Fury v. White, uh, if Dillian White fight, expect to be officially ordered. So basically what happens is, even if, so Fury can't back out of this anymore, he can't say, oh, I want to fight. Well, I want to fight um, Joshua. I want to fight the WBC. Like, you are fighting down to what? Don't, um, you are fighting Dillian White next. If you don't, we will impose a sanction. Uh, and we will take away, I think it's 25% of your original purse for this fight. And we will um we will also find you ourselves uh, for that fight as well. So it does pretty heavy sanctions, it's a lot of money that so the WBC is the World Boxing Council, uh, the main council for all for everything for boxing for people for, for all professionals basically fighting. Um that's where everything goes to. It's like Lyndon B. Johnson, the book stops here, but except it's the WBC, the book stops here. It's whatever goes on, we get the final call, we call the fights, and then yeah. Yeah, and um about the, the Fury fight, so he was yeah, why did he not just get use straight away? Would that not have been the big thing just to tee it up and so or why well there was the, there was a bit of there was a bit of you know back and forth going between Twitter and the media and you know bits and pieces like that between Usyk saying oh on Fury next I want to unify the division and all this and Fury came out and he was like do you know what Usyk you did a good job and fair play to you bet Joshua um but then he turned on to Joshua after he's like okay for the if there's a number two for you against Usyk I'm gonna personally ask you do you want to train with me and I will personally train you to beat Alexander Usyk um 
Which do you think mad. he actually would have genuinely done that though? Do you, do you actually think he would have trained? Him? I don't. Fury's a nice guy. Fury, uh, as we, as we've said in previous as I've I've said in previous episode, Fury's a nice guy. I know you don't agree with that, and you know, obviously opinions are opinions, you know, um, and that's alright. But I think Fury was it was he was kind of that was a bit of a joke. But I think like Joshua knew it was a bit of a joke. He didn't take him up on that. He's after going to the Canelo camp, so he's out in Mexico. Um, Who is I didn't it, Joshua coming. No, Josh was out in Mexico with Canelo. He, oh, he, he, he was spotted two weeks ago at the Canelo camp where him, uh, where, so himself, Canelo, Oscar Valdez, um, it was him, himself, Canelo, Oscar Valdez, Ryan Garcia were there. And there was also, there was another few there, but they were the main ones that were there. Um, Ron McCracken hasn't released a statement yet saying, okay, uh, this is why Joshua hasn't, has left us and all this. So that hasn't been released yet. Um, and I don't expect them to be released. I say it was just a mutual agreement that Joshua just wanted to part ways with him uh, in a friendly way, not in a, not in a like way that's oh, like, fuck you and all this. I don't want you as my trainer anymore. They had their time together and it's time to move on. And that, that's simple as that. That's the fight game. You Sometimes, you know, your coaches, you think you're going to be at your coaches forever. And sometimes that, that happens. Um, take, for example, Canelo Alvarez, him with Eddie Reynoso. He's, uh, he's been hit with Eddie Reynoso since he was 15 years of age. Canelo turned over to pro professional boxing at, 20, at 15 years of age. He was fighting people that were 22 to 23 years old. He was knocking them out within four to five rounds easy. He captured his first titles, uh, I don't know, whatever age, but... And he's been on the stadium since. Yeah. But yeah, the, and would, is that a common thing? Like, would you go through four or five coaches in a career or what? They, I, know, no. I don't know what way the no. boxing would work. Um, you go through one or two at least. You wouldn't go through four or five. Um, yeah. what, what my plan is, um, I'm, I'm, I want to stick on my one coach. I'm obviously not going to say who he is, but I'm going to stick on my one coach. Um, that I have at the moment, and I, I want I want him as my main coach uh, for the rest of my career. But uh, like with the likes of like Andy Lee and all that, obviously Andy Lee had his amateur trainer in in Wimpton in London. He's he's half Limerick, half half London, half 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 Irish. Sorry, half Irish, half British. More Irish than British. But um, he went over to Wimpton Boxing Club in London when he was a young lad because his family originally there. Came over to Limerick, started his professional career. Emmanuel Stewart took him in, uh, one of the world's greatest boxing trainers ever. He's trained the likes of Vitaly and uh, Vladimir Klitschko. He's trained uh, Fury as well. Um, he's trained, you know, Shannon Briggs, so let's go champ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's trained him. He's trained a few of them, um, a few world champions. Uh, he's trained Andy Lee and then Emmanuel Stewart passed away. Uh, it was cancer that he had. He unfortunately passed away to cancer. Uh, I think it was in the early 2000s he passed away. Um, then who who took him under his wing? Um, I can't remember who took Adam 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 Booth Adam Booth took him under his wing. Uh, he was coincidentally Michael Conlon's trainer now. Um, so obviously, yeah, that, that that's a bit of a short story between a few trainers that have taken in fighters and all that, and between coaches and all that. Yeah. Um. Just what was I going to say? Yeah, and then the. That's obviously the box, and then then the fucking Bellator. I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't stay up long enough to watch the Sinead Gallagher fight, but another fucking disappointing weekend for the Irish and the Bellator. Listen, it is what it is, you know. As I told from UFC last weekend, I saw Ian Gary, and I was very, very happy when I saw with Ian Gary. Um, he knocked the guy out in the first round. Um, 
to be honest, I'm gonna give my honest opinion as I always do. I think he was getting he was getting his ass handed to him was sometimes he? in the fight. And he, he just threw one beautiful check right hook and it landed and he went out. Yeah. And do you think do you know the way they're saying there's a few Irish people saying that maybe it's just hype, but he's kind of lads thinking he could be the next McGregor. Do you think or is he overhyped or I think he's a bit overhyped to be honest. I think yeah. he's taken off McGregor. I think he's it's just another you know, want to be as he, you know, he was quoting McGregor, all these quotes that McGregor was saying in the past. And he was like, a oh, wise man once said, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over, you know, with a few bits and pieces in between there. And he was like, Ian Gary came out a few weeks ago now. And he's like, oh, I want to fight in Dublin sometime and all this, you know, the usual stuff. As any other fight would want to do, you know, is you'd love to fight in your home country and you're like, you love to fight in your hometown. You know, I'd love to fight where, I am based at the moment. Obviously, I'm not going to say it, but Dan, you know where I'm based at the moment. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to fight here. You know, I'd love to fight in the harbour, as we like to call it. Um, big st- one night stadium in the harbour, uh, or out near the. Out, actually, no, I can't. Uh, out near one, out near there, really. Um, but then Michael Conlon obviously got his dream as well, and he fought the fall. Um, but yeah, is there any Ganus at all this week? I uh, heard this is not- bit. There's all, I'm always kind of picking at bits. There's always a lot more for the fighting. But uh, yeah, the main thing was that uh, there was two Kenny lads retired this week. Um, Colin Fenley and Joey Holden. So they're both from the same club, incidentally. So, so yeah, they were retired. There's not a whole lot you really say about it. Like they're gone. It's after, they're after losing. That's another few players gone off Cody's team. So it kind of makes his chances that bit tougher every year or for next year to try and win the All-Ireland again. So... I would be fucking shocked if, if Kenny won the Ireland after losing Holden, who's a kind of solid cornerback, and then Fenley, who's just a big animal in full forward. So I'd be surprised now if they could actually come back and win it because like they've lost so many people. And TJ Reid is getting old. Like all the players are kind of kind of getting on a bit. They're in their thirties. Like Walter is nearly in his thirties now. Like they're all all them big players are kind of gone past the sweet spot of 27, 28, when they're probably at their physical peaks. So. What would be the prime age? What would be the prime physical age for Gaelic? What would the age that you hit your prime? Well, I'd say it's like Anton. Like, you're probably your strongest at, like, 25, 26, aren't you? You probably are around that. Like, your fastest, your fittest, your sharpest, your strongest. You're probably at that age. Like, like people say lads are the best at their 20, 21, but they're not really. They're still kind of maybe just finishing up growing, and they're... They still, you can still be sharp as a rock, like, but or sharp as a knife. But like, I think 24, 25, 26, like, that's the age when you definitely do the best, most work. If you're not winning at that age, you probably you want to do more horsework to get yeah. to get win at that. But yeah, they're gone. Uh, two Waterford lads gone last week, so they're all dropping off like flies. I don't know why, maybe there's some reason for it. But um, what else is there then? There's nothing really else happening to Hurland. There's obviously Nace and Celebrate. My old minute minor, yeah. I, you can just say I don't really want to say good luck. Well, shout out team, to the but... lads uh, that are playing tomorrow in the minute minor. Um, he's have a wicked team, Ollie's. I wish he's the best luck. Um, I know a few he's on the team, and I know he's been working hard during the season and to get to this point now. And uh, when I lose, uh, you'd be proud. I, I think they they come home proud when I lose, but I think to be yeah, there'd be some. Some celebration and many Ribenas, if you get me, drank when I lose in, in the clubhouse after. Um, I'll be tipping down myself there uh, <laughs> tomorrow now if I can to, to, to come and celebrate with the lads when I lose. But uh, no, I wish them the best of luck. Um, yeah, 
I wouldn't really mirror what you say, but yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of time for either to close. But sure, look, hopefully, once Nays don't win, I don't really mind. I'd probably slightly. Actually, I have win. a question for you. What do you think? What would you think the stance on club guy is at the moment? In in what way do you mean? In what way, like, uh, like between, like, do you think it's getting worse? Like, do you think it's all focused on the county now? It's all focused on who's on that county team and the, the clubs are kind of being left behind, if you get me? Or do you think it's kind of that the clubs are kind of, that the county's kind of dying out now? It's it's more focused on the club teams. Yeah, I, I'd say now there's there's still, yeah, counties still are like the fucking pin, pinpoint of the whole, or the whatever the word is. But anyway, um, yeah, like that's the, the top of the tier. Yeah, it's the top two. That yeah, county is where you want to go. Like that's where the best goes. So that's the best of the best. Like that's obviously that's always going to be the most. That's what everyone's going to go. That's what gets the most spectators, gets the most attention. Everyone knows their names. No one knows club players' names really. But like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. But like the club training has gone at the same as county training. Like like clubs, like senior clubs. I don't know about minute training then, but like I'm assuming they train three times a week. Like and they go flat out. They do their bits of gym sessions and stuff like that. Like. And they don't. They, it's not. It's not a. The club game is nearly going professional. I'd say in ten years' time, like it's probably. But the enjoyment has nearly gone out of it. Like I know with the football, I don't mind saying it. Like the enjoyment just goes out of it because there's no. It turned into a military fucking process after a while. Like, and I don't care. What, what do you mean by that? A military process. Well, there was no enjoyment in training. Like it, it was like smiling was a crime at training like and it was fucking true like any trainings and this this wasn't just singling out managers this was this was six seven years of even at under 16s i remember going to trainings and um not even no one even having a job and this was just so military like you'd literally write game on sunday literally no you know nothing else matters like comedy no crack doesn't exist until this game is over and it was just like it was just not fun anymore i remember playing under 12 13 obviously you want to win and that's fine but like it was just taken to a level that I just didn't like. And I just preferred, I always, since then, I always prefer the hurling. But it was just taken to a fucking level that I just hated. And that's why, that's why people quit football and hurling out, is because it's taken to a level where, even at club level, whatever county taking it really seriously, but at club, oh, I'm fucking frozen again. Can you hear me now? Go on, I can still hear you. Oh, you can, can still, still hear me. But yeah, it's taken to a level, basically, that's, it's just... I think it's gone too far, but look, lads will always want to win, and that's fine. So lads will just say I'm a loser who'll never win, so that's fine as well. I suppose. Sure, that's your opinion. Sure, like good, good, good lads saying it, but like I think with bo- obviously I'll bring over the box again with it, like with training, like it's it's all good. Like in my club, anyways, you know, you get in, you have the crack with the lads, you're wrapping your hands, you know, you 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 move around, you're shadow boxing, you know, and you you be talking, you know, small talking between everyone, you know, shadow boxing, you go in. Um, you, you get out of the wing then get your gloves on do a bit of schoolboy so practicing basic drills how to slip roll and block punches and different ways to get around a punch and how to counter shots and all that and just those small movements and even footwork just you know just working out those small movements getting in getting out even those two or three meter steps the two or three even the smaller steps can mean the biggest things and um, practicing that then getting in and getting out um, getting in again sparing um, and then you have your bag work at the end but it's all it, like it, there's no really military style to it the, the nearest you get to military style is like fight camp where you'd just be like you'd be in at a heavy like there'd be no pissing around to be like no like this isn't like fun and games anymore this is like you're taking this full seriously you you have the the will and the drive to to go into a, a different place in your mind to really be like well we're going into 
it, me and this man, whoever's across from me, amateur, professional, have signed a contract to say that we are okay with us two going into a ring and hurting each other to their best of our ability and trying to kill each other, or not kill each other, <laughs> you know, trying to hurt each other as, as best as possible for one of us to win. And we're okay with that. And that that's that's the business that we're in, you know? Yeah, it's a crazy, like, it's a crazy fucking idea. But it's class on the same time. It's just like, you're literally just signing not your death warrant, but you're just signing like, you know, something that basically just allowing yourself to get the shit kicked out of you for off 20, 30 minutes, which is, it's just a war. Like it's a warrior sport. People say hurling or whatever is a warrior sport, but boxing room, UFC, all of them, they really are. Like, it's just, you put your life in the line when they lock that, or they lock the cage door when they, when you get in between the ropes, like, you know. Because like, I, I remember like a year ago, uh, two years ago, Obviously, it, this was with the Canelo Golovkin fight. As Canelo said, you know, can, uh, Golovkin, you can have all your fans you want. You can have all the media team you want. You can put out whatever stuff you want for training. But when you get in that ring, that's not going to save you. That's not going to help you at all. It's me and you in that ring. There's no more cameramen. The only cameramen are the people that are actually taping the fight for people to watch it. They can't help you. It's me and you. The, whatever goes down, to, it's, it, the only thing that goes down to the wire is me and you throwing punches at each other. Yeah, you know, it's true, yeah. Um, well, well, how much would you expect? Just one more question. How much respect would you have for boxers and mixed martial artists? Oh, you'd have to have huge respect. Like, it's because it's fucking dangerous. I don't care what anyone says. Like, probably, you can probably say the UFC is maybe slightly dangerous, more dangerous. MMA is slightly more dangerous. Well, it is more dangerous than boxing because there's so much shit lads can throw at you. And at least in boxing, you probably have that slight security that you know they can only throw a fist at you. Like, I couldn't imagine... Like, boxing is probably hard enough trying to stop punches, but I can't imagine the fucking fear of trying to stop a leg, an elbow, a knee, a fucking punch, and probably everything, you know? Like, there's like you can, there's so many body parts thrown in that it's probably just impossible not to get... There's so many ways... Especially mixed out. martial arts, you know, you're trying to check leg kicks, you're trying to check elbow, uh, elbow, um, elbow throws. Someone's trying to throw an elbow to you, you're trying to check it, you're trying to come back. Uh, leg kicks. Leg kicks are so severe. You can break your leg checking a leg kick, as we've seen with McGregor. Like, leg kicks can wear you down, and then once you check one and that check goes the wrong way, you, you're leg can break uh, easy as it's like breaking pencils that's how easy it can break and just snap in half um, which is horrible but like yeah um, it's it's a warrior sport and I I think everyone I think everyone should have this opinion really that anyone that get, gets into a ring or an octagon should have respect from everyone else because we're the ones putting the lives in the line you know not our lives but putting you know putting ourselves in line together the kid the shit kicked into ourselves you know for yeah. for how much whatever money we're getting you know yeah 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 um uh, so Oh fuck! Uh, oh yeah, sorry, never mind. Um, what was I going to say? This is the hurling. Uh, I was just want to say one more thing about the hurling. There's one match this um that is on this weekend. I just wanted to say one thing about um Nace are playing Celebridge, so that's the final. I know probably anyone who listens outside Kildare, I think there's one or two, but like obviously this is kind of fairly irrelevant to them. But um, but yeah, Nace and Celebridge is the is the showpiece tomorrow at two o'clock. So that'll be a big game. Um, I don't know. I I know you probably. You probably haven't watched much of Nace and Selbridge. I watch bits of them, but uh, it should be a serious game of the two real kingpins in the county, like two probably the two biggest, two biggest clubs. Well, aside from Manute, but Manute aren't in that division. But I could say I would, I'd be surprised now if Nace didn't come away with it. But um, but yeah, no, it should be a good game. I've watched, 
watched them through the years, um, or watched them over this year anyway. So Fergal Conway from the footballers with Selbridge, and there's a few different players. So they're two real fucking dog houses or whatever you call them. So they're two real animals coming together to lock horns, or two bulls coming together to lock horns on Sunday. So it should be a good game. It's the same Manute against Nice, two two big kingpins in that division that they're in. You know, and I think it's going to be a real war, um, a war on the field, anyways. Um, we'll see who comes out king. Yeah, hopefully, um, Manute. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, hopefully it's a draw. And no one wins. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So the one. Fair play. You... Yeah. Um. <laughs> did you see Tommy? And this is back onto the fine kind of switching between both. But yeah. Back oh, that's on the fighting side. Um. There was a. Tom basically there was a press conference. Now Jake was whatever yeah. he was in person. I watched Tommy. It. You saw that, yeah. Tommy and uh, I watched it. Yeah. Tommy and Baldy Fury were were um Tommy and Tyson. Baldy Fury. Baldy Fury. <laughs> they they were obviously on the Zoom call, but uh, yeah. Look, it's just a typical trading. Did you see anything different from Jake, or did you see any? What Listen, um, as I was looking at it, and it was just like same old shit talk that you have for a fight. But to be honest, Dan, I'm not really interested in this fight at all. I've better fights to be looking at. Um, I think it's a bit of a circus show, like in the undercurrent of that fight. You and it, it literally came out this week. There's the undercurrent of that fight, yeah. There's obviously Amanda Cerrone or whatever her name is. Um, she's a four division women's world champion. That's all good, yeah. Okay, she's she's fighting, you know, fair play to her. She's back in the ring, she's doing her thing. That's a that's a legitimate boxer. She's fighting another legitimate boxer, fair play to whoever. I forget her the, her opponent's name, but, you know, fair play to her. She's a legitimate boxer. The occurred below that. There's an NBA, there's an NBA, um, whatever it is, an NBA player against an NFL player. It's just a circus show. What? You don't I... put NBA, you don't put an NBA uh... person against an NFL person. No. And then you call it the Battle of the American Sports. Just shut up. Sorry, I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm getting a bit pissed off, but just don't, oh. don't put an NBA player versus an NFL player on an undercurrent of a boxing match. Just stay in your own sports size, and I just it pisses me off that this is happening. Yeah. now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and everyone can come at me. I don't give a fuck. Anyone can come at me, and you, you can give me all the shit you want in, in my seconds out DMs. And I will answer gladly, and I will give my points about what you want to say. But just don't bring other sports into boxing. Leave it out. It's like putting a rugby player against a fucking basketball player. You just don't do it. You put a tennis player against um, a person that plays badminton. It's just stupid. You don't do it. Yeah, no, it's 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 beyond. No, it's, it's become a circus, and I feel bad for anyone who's a real diehard like boxing fan because, like, like me, it, yeah, yeah, like it's become just a circus where it's a money grab, like, and anyone can do it. They, they've seen what Jake Paul does, like the big. Well, this all started. The, the whole I don't give a shit what anyone says. The whole initiation of this was KSI and Logan Paul. This is where this whole yeah. shit started, where boxers did YouTube, or sorry, YouTubers did boxing. This were the whole thing. So, like, if you want to blame anyone for it, it's the two of them because they started this whole money grabbing shit. And to be fair, I know people want to make money and all, but like, don't don't bring down a different another sport because, like, the fact they're on a main car or whatever they are prelim preliminary card or main card, yeah. it's just a disgrace that a boxer and it's just you know it's it's just a money grabbing. It's just a big. Also, I want to talk uh, a bit about um, Eubank Junior. So Chris Eubank Junior, you might know him. You know Chris Eubank Senior. He was yeah, a boxer back seen... in the day. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Junior, uh, he's fighting, uh, is confirmed for a December 11th date in Cardiff. 
he's fighting against Liam Williams. Uh, I haven't heard much about Liam Williams, but I heard he's a good fighter. Also, oh, one wait. last thing. Oh, never mind. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, no, it's it, it's it's a good fight, and I, oh, I yeah. I'll put a preview up onto that as we get close to the week. I'll put a preview up now for the lads that are watching that are listening at the moment. Um, so fair play to you, swear was listening. Sound for that. Um, you got to acknowledge the fans, Dan. Uh, as I say, yeah. anyways, um, Conor McGregor tweeted out, "It's also Jorge Masvidal's birthday today. He's a bitch for bottling that fight against Leon. Fuck your injury. <laughs> Signed to a fight. You fight. Strip that belt from him. He never won. Hole in a hole in a house coat." Because he's referring back that uh, uh, Masvidal wore uh, the Versace robe to McGregor's fight against Cerrone uh, last January. Um, so that's what he's referring back to. The fuck is that about as well? Last season's Versace house call. Ha, ha, ha. What the fuck? Masvidal applies back. I guess you're off meds again. Backing up the wrong tree. Backing up the wrong tree. Don't be upset your client was about to be blessed with the biggest payday of his life. And now you don't get a dime off his whack ass. Too much, man, for your little guy. Go back to all fighting old dudes and bears and punching old men. So, uh, yeah. He is right. Yeah. Masvidal had the, had the last laugh there. Because no matter what McGregor says, he still punched an old man in the bar. So that will never, you can never live something like that down. But do you think, would, would you think he'd fight Masvidal? We'll probably finish on this because probably a bit over. But do you think he'll fight Masvidal or is there someone else? I just want to show you something if you can see that on screen. That's the tweet. Uh, ESPN ringside. NBA veteran point guard Deron Williams will fight a former NFL star running back Frank Garo in a boxing match on the Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury undercard December 18th in Tampa, Florida. Bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, as you were saying. So, uh, yeah, so um, do you think he, do you think McGregor would fight Masvidal or? I don't know. Or... Listen, there's there's rumours now that um, McGregor is going to fight Holloway um, or McGregor is going to fight someone else in March I, or April. I heard Chandler. Uh, I heard Michael Chandler's Chandler, name. Chandler, Chandler. Yeah, Chandler as well. Yeah, Chandler's name was there, yeah. Um So yeah, that's going to be great. But Yeah. So yeah, he'd have to fight someone. I think by this time next year, he needs a fight got like a fight done. I'd say wouldn't nearly fight yeah, done because yeah, like yeah. other than that, he'll yeah. just kind of wither out and he'll never fight again because if, I'd say if you go too long without fighting, you probably won't be able for it anymore. But uh, hopefully yeah. now, hopefully he gets a fight and comes back and gets a bit, yeah. you know, comes back and gets a big win and makes a comeback. Hopefully, yeah. Um. Anyways, I think that's that's this week done. That's the baby. No hassle. Uh, right, no. sure. I'll end it at that. You have nothing else to say, no? No. I'm okay. Uh, lads, follow us uh, at Seconds Out Pod on Instagram and at BandleKill.buzz. I mean, BandleKillBuzz.podcast on Instagram. Amen. You can follow me at Seconds Out Podcast uh, at the Seconds Out Podcast on Spotify. And you can also find Dan on um, BandleKill Buzz Podcast on Spotify. You can also find our other social medias um, attached in our, other, um, in our Instagrams. Um, Dan has a YouTube and a TikTok, same name, BandleKill Buzz Podcast. I have a TikTok, uh, Seconds Out Podcast. Um, and you can catch loads more content uh, that we'll be uploading within the next week it's a few weeks so you can stay and you can get enjoyed about that so yeah sounds good right roll on right. next week I suppose sound good luck uh, no wait sorry